Welcome to the Passion Points Radio Show with your host, Ronald Kern. He's the founder of many successful companies, a sought-after speaker, life and business consultant, magazine columnist, and author of Passion in Action. Tune in and explore relevant and pertinent opportunities that can help you with both personal and professional development. Here's your hosts, Ron and Lisa Kern. Welcome to the Passion Points Podcast. We have an awesome, incredible show for you. We have the one and only Kim Flynn. Good afternoon, Kim. I'm so excited to be here, Ron. <laughs> Thrilled. Now, if you, you'll find out, but in order to have her sit down and have the time, it's like uh, a scheduling um, uh, gift. So you are lucky to be listening to her and her story. So... Kim is the owner and CEO of Entrepreneurs Simplified here in Provo, Utah. Were you born and raised here? I was not. I kind of raised all over the country. All over the country. All over the world. I was in South America also. So So why did you pick Provo to call your business headquarters? Well, have you looked out of the window? Right here, we're in my office right now looking at the windows. Beautiful mountains. We're right at the foot of a canyon. We go hiking every weekend with my family. Mm. Kind of love the outdoors here. It's beautiful. And it's like Boise, except... Way better. A lot prettier. Because <laughs> there's actually mountains, not hills. Uh, Kim is basically a um, entrepreneur expert in so many different ways and different levels. And her company, which I'll let her uh, you know, explain in more detail, but she holds over 300 events uh, in 47 cities, and she's, uh, her, her business is growing. And, and her goal and mission is to provide entrepreneurs with the tools that they need. And you know, there's no school for entrepreneurs. Everybody knows it's listening. I'm a serial entrepreneur. You can't get that by going to Boise State. You can't get that from going to any university. So what she's designed is so valuable for the entrepreneur mind because oftentimes the academic piece of a institution just doesn't quite cut it. So you have been married how long? I've been married for 18 years now. 18? Yes. I'm a, I like to say I'm on my second first marriage. <laughs> second first marriage. <laughs> now you have to explain that, right? <laughs> so same husband, but for 13 of those years, those 18 years, I played really small in, in my marriage. It's almost like I, I treated my husband like he was like my dad. Like I would go to him and say, sweetie, can I? Mm. Um, and about, I don't know, six, seven years ago, maybe a little bit less, I decided this is not this is not working for me. And ultimately, whatever's not working for me is also not working for him, true, right? If true. we're in a partnership. So change the rules on us. And I was willing to rock the boat on our marriage. And um, not going to lie, not a very fun stage in our marriage, the rocking boat st- stage. It's almost like um, we're in a canoe, right? And we're in these certain spots in the canoe. And all of a sudden, I stand up and say, mm. you know what? The way we have been balanced is not working for me. I have to stand up, totally rock the boat, which throws him off balance mm. in order to sit somewhere else on the boat. And, and so now we're in this um, beautiful, like, blissful remarriage. It's the coolest mm. thing. It's like I have a second marriage without having to have ever gone through all the crap, you know? And, <laughs> oh, yeah, no kidding. And, and, and all... Because you decided to, uh, what, stand up for yourself or... uh, Play big. Play big. It's play big. So it happened, and there's no coincidence. When I stood up and started playing bigger in my business, 
uh, the other areas of your life have to step up as well. And so actually really common for us uh, as we work with clients who step up and start playing big for the first time in their business, they're like, oh my goodness, I have to change my relationship with my children. Yes, you do. You have to start playing bigger there. Change your relationship with your with your spouse. Change your relationship with your community. You can't just play big in one area. It's, it's going to affect everything. Um, so it's not uncommon also where all of a sudden our clients get in shape for the first time in their life. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, it really does spread to all those areas of our life. So... I'm sure you've come across people. I know I have, but when people play big or in just one area, they're it's kind of like an ego or they're kind of faking it, right? Mm-hmm. Because you're either great all the way around the board or you're playing small all the way across the board. So when you decided to stand up for yourself, um, all the women are, are cheering, I'm sure, right now. Um, <laughs> As I hope they are. I, I hope they are. So I have to ask, um, you know, I, I envision several female listeners um, either really happy and proud and maybe um, not envious, but um, proud of you for, for what you've done. But likewise, and as women can be, you know, they see a very strong, successful, grounded woman in business, and it's a feeling of threat mm-hmm. or you've you've given up something huge to be so good in business. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, do you come across one or the other m- more so? Or? Mostly women have been incredibly supportive and uh, incredibly, um, I don't know, this is going to sound egotistical of me, but inspired that someone with four children who, I mean, you look at me, you meet me, I'm no one special. Like eyeball to eyeball, we are the same, right? And they see, okay, how has she made it? Maybe I could make it too, you know? Maybe, mm. maybe I don't have to be a calloused bitch to be able to make it <laughs> right. to the top, right? Maybe I can, as a normal human being, uh, have what it takes and not have to have some special sauce. Like maybe just me by myself mm. um, can can do it. And that's absolutely the, the message that I'd want to s- spread to all women is whatever that like desire in your heart is, you don't have to be someone Superman. You, don't, you can run for Congress. You can... Um, open an orphanage in Uganda. You can start business after business after business. If you can do that, you don't have to be someone, mm. I don't know, special. And, and growing up, you know, I'm uh, a, a couple months older than you. No, I'm, a, <laughs> I'm a decade or something. I don't know. But we're not talking about age because, well, I have a perfect face for radio and you don't know <laughs> my age, right? I give my disc jockey voice. You're at least 65. At least. Well, I got, you know, that's why I get discounts when we go, go to restaurants. Um, so when, when, when women are pondering maybe doing something, um, maybe not as big as starting their own company and having employees and all of those things. Why not? Why not? Mm-hmm. If, if you could provide, um, and I know you have a lot of quotes and a lot of uh, advice and such, but if there's a, if there's a lady out there listening or a young, uh, a young person and they're scared either of failure or they're not sure what steps to take, whether it be business or not. What piece of advice would you give them to um, maybe give them a little nudge? Yeah. So here's my advice. 
You have one life, like one freaking life. That's it. That's all we have. And if you're playing small in this life, afraid of, you know, failure or afraid that uh, your parents won't approve or afraid that, you know, afraid of something, if you're holding yourself back, you are not doing what you were put on this planet to do. Um, go for it. Freaking go for it. Risk failure. What if you lose it all? Okay. What if you lose your house, you lose your job, you lose your car? Like what if? you start over. Like, who cares? Like, you get to do it again <laughs> and learn the lessons along the way. If I'm here to grow um, and I'm constantly putting myself into a box and here in the U.S., oftentimes we put ourselves into a box in other countries and other situations. Sometimes people are, are put in a box for them, right? But we have a lot of liberty here. We are not in a box generally. Mm -hmm. We can go for it. And so take yourself out of the box. Did you hear that? It's very, she's, if you could see the um, energy and light come out of her when she says this, you, you have to understand how authentic it is. Um, what is your biggest passion in personal life as well as in business? Biggest passion? That's a fun question. Well, my husband would um, be my biggest passion. Blush, blush, right? <laughs> um, besides that, and he would laugh if he heard that, um, biggest passion. I actually love human connection, just connection in general. Um, again, that eyeball to eyeball, like I can feel your energy, you can feel mine, and, and we're mm -hmm. like in this together, right? Mm -hmm. I think that we are just as connected, like me and Ron or me and whoever you are listening, I think we are just as connected as me and my sister or you and your brother. Like I think we are all part of this big human family. And I love to read those life after death stories, you know, and, mm -hmm. and all of the, 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 the common thread in all of them is they have this huge realization of how connected we are as people. And um, just feeling that connection with people, whether it's in a work environment, whether it's with my kids, with my extended family, mm. just feeling that connection, that is my drug of choice. That's, that's my heroin. Mm. Nice. Um, so would that also be your business? Passion? Absolutely. Same yeah. Thing. Same thing. Same thing. So how many entrepreneurs have come through your doors or in your paths? You've been doing this business for... Um, let's see, from 2009, I think. So a while. Um, I, couldn't, I couldn't count. A lot. Right? <laughs> a lot, yeah. Um, I, I just think it's um, a rarity that, that you offer such um, fantastic... Uh, and, and go to entrepreneursimplified.com and check out all of the things that they have to offer. And, and I think if you actually dissect the website and really look at it in detail like I did, you're, you're going to find what the company's all, all about. And what the company's all about is actually um, what Kim is all about. And, and it's very genuine and authentic. Do you have a success story um, with one of your uh, people that have actually joined, one of your students that's joined the uh, Masters of Business Ownership program? A success story. Let me scratch my head. <laughs> I'm sure there's like a lot, but is there any like, uh, since we kind of have the female theme, what is there a gal that came in and said, Sure. Yeah, tell me about that. Yeah, there's been many. Um, first one that comes to my head is a woman who was here just a little while ago. Um, she came to us after being in business for about four years, um, has never made more than $3,000 in her business. 
And so three thousand, three thousand. Sorry, a month, three thousand dollars a 3, month in month. her business. And she was, you know, steadily. She was doing a consulting business, and she was steady on that for like three or four years. And then she came here uh, about a year and a half ago, and then came back a few months ago. But she came a year and a half ago, joined the MBO program. What was so exciting is she's a single mom, doesn't have a lot of money to spare, right? She mm. came and like chased me down and said, I am joining this program. And um, she had to give up her money that she had saved for, for almost a year to take her family to Disneyland. Wow. And me and Rebecca, and you know Rebecca yeah. as well, me and Rebecca were like, do you know what, sweetheart? Like, you take your family to Disneyland. And I think back and, and think, how dare we try to play God in that situation, right? Mm-hmm. Like, this was her decision. Mm-hmm. And she came back to us and said, hell no, I'm not going to Disneyland. I'm doing this. Like, I'm doing this. <laughs> she <laughs> knew, so, though, right? She knew. It was her decision. She knew. She came back, uh, you know, later that day and said, I am in, and joined the MBO program a year and a half later. Well, first of all, the first month joining the program, and she's a spitfire, right? First month joining the program, she made $18,000. The second month, she made $20,000. And on from there, she filled up her time, had to start hiring employees. Her big dream was to move to, I can't remember what state it was, Maryland. I think it was Maryland. Mm. She wanted to move somewhere in the East Coast and have a farm. And, And guess what she's doing now a year and a half later? She's on a farm. On a farm. She's on a farm with all her kids out there. Her big dream in her life. And that took about a year and a half to get there. Yeah, but that's not very long. It is not very long at all. So she came a couple months ago. uh, We have multiple retreats that you attend in the MBO program. And she came back and she was like, look how far I've been. Isn't that amazing? Does does that just like give you such a sense of of, um, joy being not only just part of that, but because of the company that you have? It's, it's such a rush. Um, and we like to say we don't do the work for our clients. Obviously, they have to still have to do the work. Mm-hmm. We just hold the door open for them, and, and they get to walk through it, right? But mm-hmm. opening that door for people is exciting. Mm-hmm. Not everyone is able to, to walk through that door. And, and I don't, I'm not sure what that's about. And this, you know, I don't have a bigger perspective than this lifetime, but I'm not sure why some people, like, beat down the door to run through it, and other people kind of hang mm-hmm. back and never walk through. I don't understand that. I don't get that. But... Um, the ones that come running through that door, I mean, it is, it's such a rush. So also, you know, this isn't on the website, but this is a multi-million dollar company and it's expanding to really a, a huge um, financial player. Uh, when you walk through this office and, and the building, you know, it's nice. It's decorated because Kim has that skill um you know if it was a guy like me it would be like a, a, a picture moose. and you a, know, moose on the wall. a moose or a, <laughs> somebody golfing and i don't even golf but what you see predominantly in fact right outside your door is a photograph and the names and and their company of all the people that have joined your program and i've been here many many times but everybody seems to be genuinely happy it's not disneyland but it's it's that sense of everybody knows what they're doing they have their own freedoms you know to to give input that's one thing that really i think is is amazing is with with people that you employ Yes, there's guidelines and it's your curriculum and all those things, but you allow them to put their personal touch or experiences or flavor on it. And you really don't, I mean, there's not a script. I want you to pause here. I want you to say this. <laughs> and and, and it's, it's remarkable because that has really enhanced and helped your company grow, has Absolutely. it not? Absolutely. Yeah. So um, people themselves are the genius, right? The content's not the genius. 
the uh, the systems that we offer, the tools, the technology that we set up for people. That's that's not the genius. That's like nuts and bolts. But the genius is the people behind it, bringing themselves, bringing their own life experience, their own personality. Mm. I mean, people have so much more value than a tool or a system, right? So if someone can come up to the front of my room and train from their heart, showing their experience, their spirit, that's so much more valuable than mm. any tools or systems that we could teach, even though we do teach tools and sure, systems. Sure. But uh, it's the it's the connection. It's the, the people that matter. Well, if only all CEOs had that same mentality, I think it would be a much happier workplace. Yeah. Um, I'm going to jump because I have ADD and uh, any other acronym or uh, letter you want to call me. <laughs> or words. You can string letters together. It's usually a four-letter word. But anyway, like stud. No. So I'm looking at this book, and it is called Playing Big, The Unsexy Truth About How to Succeed in Business. I love, I, I love this. I'm not a motivational speaker, and this is not a mo- motivational book. But when you sit and talk to you or you watch you speak to others, Unintentionally or intentionally, it's pretty motivating to others, for one. It says, I work with entrepreneurs who are tired of fluff and ready for a concrete action plan. And, and I've reviewed all of your material, and uh, it's great because it doesn't really matter if your company's at three grand a month or 30 grand a month or 300,000 a month. There's so many benefits and avenues and tricks of the trade and all these things that you offer to help people grow, um, how come everybody's not in your program? Why don't, do, do they not know about it? Or I know you're growing and expanding. You've just well, opened up uh, a couple uh, offices in Phoenix, and, and you're heading to other cities. Um, why? Because there's a lot of entrepreneurs, right? Mm-hmm, 80% are. of all the companies are small business owners, and, and we all know that. But if you are tired of wondering where the next client or your checks coming from why don't they know about you they should know about you so not everyone who comes in our doors is a raving fan either right and here here are the people that that we don't work well with um we don't work well with uh we love startups but we don't love startups who have never had failure before because they tend to think it's going to be easy (laughs) (laughs) i've never failed yes so we don't do well with that and we also don't do well with people who um, have a giant ego, right? So an ego is just covering up the fear that's inside. And so if we're showing up in massive ego, we're actually unable to learn. And I have been in that spot. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's tough. We've all been in that spot. And we all know what that spot looks like. It looks like I'm going to protect the wounded child inside by throwing up this big wall of look how great I am, right? And it ultimately stops us from being great. So crazy. So crazy. People are like, I have to pretend to be successful and pretend to be the awesome person so people will like me when actually it's the reverse is true. Show them who you really are. Have real connection with people. And that's how you really are liked. And that's opposite of what we're taught, whether told or our advertising and all of that stuff. And it's a a key point because, you know, when, when you and I spoke before, I mean, I had that revelation. I... I really feel that I'm pretty humble, but when you and I had this conversation, it really made me think, and just a small little tweak, and it wasn't difficult, mm-hmm. I just wasn't aware of it, uh-huh. it, it makes such an amazing, amazing difference for me personally, 
it also leads over to the business side mm-hmm. of, of what we're doing. And, and so with passion and action, um, you know, the tagline is stop existing and start living with your passion. And it seems like every day you're doing that. We all have bad days. Mm-hmm. I get it. But mm-hmm. for the most part, are you are you living your passion? And, and uh, you know, are you excited to get out of bed in the morning um, on most days? Um, <laughs> just walk me through a typical day. And, <laughs> and there's no such thing as a typical day. But, I love it. I mean, do you work? Um, see how I throw all these questions and I don't let you answer? I know, right? Um, so go ahead and answer that last question if you can remember it. Yeah, I want to rewind a little bit because okay. you were talking about yeah. uh, vulnerability is what you're talking about yes, yes, in yes, essence. Yes. Like um, different difference between humility and vulnerability, right? Humility is I'm not pretending like I'm so great. Vulnerability is I'm showing you where I'm struggling, right? right. So um, I think that is a trait that women get to bring to the workplace, we get to lead the way showing men this is how you are vulnerable and this is what the gifts of vulnerability are. Um, mm. And that's where I love to see women lead out. We don't need to pretend and have a giant ego and pretend like we're all that. We get to lead out with vulnerability. What an amazing gift that we can give the workplace and the world. So that's my little two cents on, on um, women bringing vulnerability to the workplace. And then the other question is day in the life. And am I passionate? I absolutely I am passionate. That doesn't mean I, I have crap days too. Yeah, we all do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, average day, wake up. Uh, we have yoga in the office three days a week because, come on, it's a woman's company. Why not, right? Yeah, so. uh, and because, well, men can't, couldn't do it usually. I know I couldn't. <laughs> Can barely touch my toes. <laughs> so um, yoga in the office starts at 8, then at 9. Mondays and Tuesdays are just work days, a lot of meetings. Um, I do walk and talks with my staff, which means I grab someone and we walk around and just chat. And that's a great way to... Uh, have have a good solid foundation of a relationship so that when you need to pull them into your office to have a you know a disciplined conversation we already have the foundation of the good relationship to to land on if that makes mm, sense mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so a lot of walk and talks at this stage of business it's a lot of internal meetings a lot of meetings with my team um I've recently made a big discovery. You want to hear it? Yes. I know you do. I do. Okay. (laughs) This is probably a no-brainer to a lot of people listening, but for me, this was a big aha. And that is we want to have fighting in our meetings. Isn't that amazing? You want to have fighting. <laughs> I want to have fighting in my meetings. Here's the thing. So I'm a very peaceful person. Generally, I don't love conflict. If, if people are you know, being screwy, I'll call them out on it immediately. But I don't love contention. I don't like that feeling right. of not getting along. And I just realize, realize that in, um, that comes at a cost, right? If I always had have to have the room peaceful, the problem is that I don't allow people to give me feedback and, and vice versa. And like duke it out, right? They're scared to. Yes, they're scared they're to. Scared to. Voice something. So. So lately in our leadership team, uh, we really have turned over a new leaf of we are allowed to fight, not even allowed to fight. We are going to encourage disagreement. Isn't that great? I, it makes all of us better, right? Well, it does as long as the it's boss not, doesn't. Usually you can do it, but as long as the boss doesn't find out. But you're the one promoting it. Yes. I, I want my team to disagree and speak up. Now, this, I'm not talking about personal attacks. Right. Nowhere right. near personal attacks. But ideology, I want my team to be fighting for what they believe in. And then they have buy-in ultimately when they're like, okay, you know, I can't get it my way, but I'll buy in. So there's more growth with All conflict. So it, it, it's similar, I suppose, if you have started a company or a relationship or whatever and it's flopped. Mm-hmm. You know, do you sit there and get into a fetal position and cry Mm -hmm. about it and and start popping pills or do you get up and do it over again? And I I love how you, you you know, you've repeated this um, 
here on, on the show, but also you have one life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've always said a very similar thing about being a parent. Mm-hmm. Um, I had the luxury and blessing of, of really never missing anything from, from my kids. I went to every single uh, class te- where dads were wanted. I've uh, done a million different things and, and not missed any of that. From I'm talking kindergarten. Yeah. And, and it's an amazing um, opportunity to do that. But you can start over in your job. You can get a new house. If need be, you can get a new spouse. But you get one shot to raise your kids. There's no Beautiful. do-overs. Beautiful. And, you know, when I had a, a larger company, I would see, because uh, predominantly they were female that, that um, I hired, um, you know, because they're better workers. <laughs> but, <laughs> all right, there are some good men out there. Um, but it, it was amazing because you would hear these young gals, um, and everybody's young to me, so they would be talking, oh, I was up all night. I'm like, cherish that mm. moment. Mm-hmm. Because, yes, you're always going to be their parent, mm-hmm. but there's a point where I couldn't pick up my son off the couch. He mm-hmm. was too big. Mm-hmm. And then my daughter doesn't want to be necessarily around me as much. So you've got to cherish those moments. Mm-hmm. And it falls back to what you've said is you have one life. I don't think you mean jump off a, a cliff and, and hope that your higher <laughs> power, God, you know, sprouts wings or just spend all your money on a gambling because, you know, Kim said you only have one life. YOLO, right. YOLO. <laughs> but, but live. I mean, you, you know, you're not going to be worried about how much money you made and all that when you're on your deathbed. You, you're going to be pondering um, experiences. Life is about experiences. And if you don't experience things, then you're existing and if you're existing then you're not living wow whose interview is this i'm supposed to be asking you questions i love it i love it um have you what's something crazy you've done recently or do you do you always look for something scary or things that you would never do before have you done something recently that was like why did you do that so um you're probably referencing um my little habit of when you feel a fear then you have to face that fear and do it right so you don't have to go around chasing fear like fear will come to your <laughs> will come to your life <laughs> it's ample <laughs> whether order. invited or not it'll be there on right. a regular basis and so i have a personal challenge for myself and i've been doing this for years and i really people that know me really do know that i really actually do this and that is if i'm in a situation and i feel fear i move towards that so let me give you an example. Um, last week I was at a business function and a man said something that was horribly condescending to me and didn't realize it, right? Hmm. And I was walking by to leave and immediately I thought, oh, I, w- I should go talk to that man. And I was like, oh, no, that's scary. And so what does that mean I need to do? Oh, crap, I have to go talk to him. And that, that's a pretty intimidating conversation to be like, hey, I don't know if you're aware of this or not. Um, I'm sure you didn't mean anything by this. But what you said was uh, taken and could be taken as really condescending towards women. You know, that kind of thing. Most, people, most women, I would think, would walk on by. Yeah, yeah, and I wanted to walk on by. But you feel that fear, and so that means you need to do it. Mm. Um, that skill, whether it's the right decision or not, that's, that's the thing. I don't know if it was the right decision or not to speak up to that man. Um, I don't know if he could hear me. I don't know if he, you know, whatever. Like, the result is whatever. But I know for myself that I didn't let fear make a decision for me, right? Um, So it's not about, is this the right decision? Should I jump out of an airplane or should I not jump out of an airplane? Should I speak up? Should I not speak up? It's not about whether you should or not. It's facing that fear um, and living your life in in control. Like, you're in the driver's seat. Mm. You're not letting fear drive the car for you. 
Um, and so that's something that I've always lived by. A client of mine found out about that. And so she said, hey, Kim, I'm going skydiving. Do you want to go? And I was like, oh, crappy. <laughs> you, you, could, you could have said, well, no, but I'm not scared of it. <laughs> well, I was scared. That's the problem. No, that's if the you're problem. Not, if you're not scared of it, then then there's a problem. And I have done that. And I, I thought I was so smart. Because I got on the plane last. Oh, okay. You know what that means? You, you're out of oh, the first. plane first. Yeah, first. <laughs> and if I would have seen somebody else go, I, I definitely would have because it was insane. Was that your first time? It was, and I didn't think it was scary at all. What? I thought it was. I thought it was kind of a letdown. I was like, oh, where's the adrenaline? <laughs> well, my wife and I just became um, not just. It was actually about eight months ago. Certified paragliding. Uh, oh, wow. pilots. So there's a, you know, wow. there's an incredible, the, one of the best places in the country is right literally in your backyard. And uh, so it's always, if you, wow. if you get scared, it's fun to get a light piece of canvas and strap yourself to it, <laughs> put your head down and then run as fast as you can off of a cliff. That sounds great to me. And, uh, and I thought it was wise. Um, but w- when you, when you do it and it, you're flying yeah, and it's, like literally, except for a little rustle, it's as quiet as it is in this office. Wow! You know, para- parachuting is similar, but it's really loud going down. You're it trying is. to breathe, and then it's fairly quiet. But I just love to fly, and that's huh. as close as I can get. So if you ever, you know, get bored, I'm in, right? if you ever I'm get in. bored, that sounds um, so fun. It's 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 insane. I don't, you know, these people stay up for four hours and they go up to eight thousand feet. I don't, I don't need that. Mm-hmm. I want a nice thirty minute flight. And land, and, I'm, and it's and it's and that's all I need. I that do a GoPro, amazing. and then I copy somebody else's footage that's crazy and said I did it. <laughs> um, no, not true. So when you are not at work and you don't have the husbands and kids, husbands, husbands. <laughs> Wait, I am in Utah, you, but I'm not. That was not a Utah. That was a Utah. It's. It, I'm a little tired. I, I apologize, husbands. Wow. When you don't have your family around. What do you do to relax, or is there something that you just absolutely love to do that's kind of your... My thing. Your My thing. thing. You're kind of relaxing your home, kind of get centered, or you're, pretty, you're, you're very centered all the time anyway, but is there something that you do? My husband would laugh when you said I'm very centered all the time, by the way. That's well, hilarious. Well, I don't live with you, so, I, I tend to be very high energy or not energy at all. Like, there's, really? There's Both no, them. like, even keel there for me. It's either, boom, I'm here, or else I'm collapsed on the couch. Wow. <laughs> so, I used to be that way, but... Did you? Yeah. Yeah. But not... So I take every Thursdays off, which means um, I'm by myself every Thursday. My kids are all in school now. And so I just hang out at, at home. I go, I love to shop. Who doesn't, right? Love to shop. Love to um, hang out with my girlfriends. Love to watch movies. Just the... Just the normal. Yeah, the pretty pretty, uh, pretty low-key. Since you're a multi-gazillionaire and you have this large company, we, we all pictured... Walking into the bathroom with rose petals, and you step gently over the soaking tub with suds and bubbles galore, and you have something in your hand. No, it's and mostly Netflix, you know. <laughs> All right, well, in we, my T-shirt, you we know. Don't, we don't want to ruin that awesome image that I I just painted for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, what made you want to succeed or go after it hardcore in business? Um, so I think we all have something within us that calls to us, right? Um, and you can deny it again and again and again. Um, and eventually your soul just keeps on calling 
and uh, eventually you have to listen. So for me, um, started my first business in my 20s, was on fire with this business, was passionate about this business, would tell everyone who'd want to listen, I want to you know, make this a, a national company and franchise it and grow it and yada, 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 and I wanted to, I want to take over the world, right? And then I had a, a, a neighbor actually sit me down in my living room one day, and I was in my late 20s at this point, wasn't quite on my own two feet yet, um, and she said to me, Kim, you're out of alignment, and um, she told me, mothers can't do big things, right? Ouch. I know, that's, that's, that's painful to hear, and even more painful to, to have listened to that and to have um, started playing small at that point. So that was in my late 20s. About the next seven years, I really held myself back and told myself, I can play business, but I will just play really small. And, and during that time, um, that inner voice, that, that whatever you want to call that, your soul, your inner knowing, it was screaming at me. It was screaming at me saying, you are, you are supposed to be doing something bigger. Um, and I could feel that every day. And we, we give ourselves all kinds of excuses. Everyone has excuses. Um, I'm fine. I like to play it safe. I can't make more money than my father. I, you know, will, will become corrupted by money. I mean, you name it, we have all these excuses, but ultimately it comes down to that feeling inside. Am I, am I listening to that or am I trying to pretend that's not there? And I tried to pretend that wasn't there for a very long time. Mm. So it wasn't until about seven, eight years ago where I finally was like, well, bag this. I'm, t- I'm tired of hitting my head on that feeling and just decided to go for it. Mm. And um, what a big, so it's not about the success, like, right? It's the success is not what brings you the joy. Having a beautiful house does not bring you joy. We all know this. We hear this. But then we have to live it and, and get the pretty house. And you're like, wait a second, that didn't bring my yep. joy. What brought me joy was living every day, listening to that voice, mm. listening to that inner knowing that knows why you were put on this planet. I think every single person has a, a calling, a mission. I think we're all here for a purpose. Wow. When you start listening to that, that's when you tap into joy. That's when you are excited to wake up in the morning, excited to come into work. Like you're, you're living from a different place. And I've lived in both places. And, um, this place is more challenging. Um, it's not complacent. It pushes you to grow. Um, you might have more internal, like, oh, this is hard. But on the flip side of that same coin is this exhilaration when you know, like every day you are doing what you came here to do, that you're, Mm -hmm. you're living what you're supposed to be living. Um, there's nothing that replaces that. Do you... That was like a beautiful piece of advice. So if if you guys didn't catch all that, you might want to just rewind a bit because that was some powerful stuff right there. Do you find that when you grow personally that as a business owner, your business grows? Or can you have your business grow but you just kind of stay where you are? Is there any correlation with... There's a lot of correlation. That's not to say that there's some total jackasses that don't grow great businesses. Right. You know? No, yeah. We've, we've met. <laughs> we've them. met. Yeah. You've met them, huh? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Um, I think they're pretty related, but not always related. Um, oftentimes, I hear clients say things like, I need to I need to figure out the mess inside before I can grow my business, and I think that's a little <laughs> bit opposite. I think you you grow your business, and then in that process, you work on the inner mess that comes along with that, right? Mm. 
So when you started um, that last story about when you're in your early 20s, I want to go back to that moment because when I was 20, I knew I was an entrepreneur, but I wasn't starting my company and going, you know, take over the world. And a lot of 20-year-olds um, are in, in school and college still. So do you remember or is there anything particular that set you in motion as a hardcore entrepreneur when you were 20 and you said, I'm going to do this? Or was it just a passion that, that called you to do it? Or did you just say, I'm kind of bored of this and that, so I need to go start a company? What was that? Because My I very think, first business? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so first of all, I didn't come out of the gate being like, I am a rock star entrepreneur. I'm going to go for it. I was pretty pansy. It was like, oh, I have a little hobby business at home. You know, I, I started where we all start, which is mediocre at best. And so this is not, um, gene for business. Like I had to earn everything that I earned as far as knowledge goes. I had to work my tail off to Mm -hmm. get here. Um, people always look at you if you've achieved a certain level of success and they think, oh, you know, they, they, they were born with this gift. And I think we, I think we develop that gift. Mm -hmm. I don't think anyone was born with magic. Yeah. We all start pretty, pretty crappy. Um, like Tiger Woods, I know he started, you know, golfing at a very young age, but the first time he hit a golf ball, it did not go very far. That's right. First time a tennis player hits a ball, it, it goes into the net and over the fence and everywhere else. We all start the same. It's just, hmm. do you keep on playing? Not, not if I lose. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. So, uh, let's, let's fast forward to you're done with this company and you're retired or you sold it or maybe you kept it, who knows, but you are in the retirement age, whatever you feel that is. What do you see yourself doing? What do you see yourself doing um, after all of this? I have to go on a little tirade on this one. You want to hear my oh, little, you want to hear my little I rant I struck a chord, <laughs> yeah. All right, so here's my rant. Oh, I'm so sick of mostly network marketing companies who teach their people. You can work really, really hard and you can achieve this dream where you're on an island and, uh, you know, have your own yacht and yada, 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 and you're driving the Porsche and you're blissfully happy and you're not working at all. So here's the ultimate irony of that. If you are the person who can be that successful, where you can afford the yacht and the Porsche and the island, you would never be the type of person who would want to just relax and do nothing, right? Mm. So if you've got the skill to be able to do all of that, you never stop and just say, well, I put in my 20 years, I'm out. You know, <laughs> <laughs> That's for employees who are so sick of their desk job, they want to be out, right? If you're a real entrepreneur, a real business owner, there's no stopping. I would love to um, be on boards of charities and doing cool stuff later in life when I'm not quite so active, you know, in my 60s and 70s, I would hope. But I I hope from now until then, um, I can be just as active as I am now building. I love that because I, you know, analogy, if you will, because it's true because I've tried to stop. And I'm sure other entrepreneurs have tried to stop. Yeah, look at Ron here. He's doing a radio show here. <laughs> Why well, aren't you retired on the couch? Why aren't you laying on the couch, Ron? Isn't that an exciting life for you? Oh, yes. It's a joy. I find I find it so peaceful for literally. For 20 minutes. <laughs> oh, we sold. my wife and I sold our company. We signed the papers. And we went home and literally put our feet on the couch. And I sat there and I'm thinking, I may not ever have to work again. Well, we, we really 
busted it and it was very blessed and it wasn't just all us but we quote made it whatever that is and literally nine minutes later my wife will agree nine <laughs> minutes later i said well now what are we going to do she goes can't you just sit for the i said well what do you mean what do you want me to do so that's a great answer the way cool. you described it so I'm listening to this in New York or Florida, and I'm not anywhere near Provo, or maybe I am in Utah. How does one, can anybody show up for your course, your, your seminar, or is there only certain people, or how does that work? So our retreats are in Provo and in Phoenix. We have uh, event locations in both cities. Um, the retreat weekend is $3,000. However, we do scholarships all the time. Um, so if you want to go, let me give you a website. Can I do that? Yeah, absolutely. Go to freetrainingforentrepreneurs.com, spelled all out. So freetrainingforentrepreneurs.com and apply. And let's see if you, let's see if you're good enough to get here. <laughs> wow. So you just can't walk in off the street. You cannot walk in off the street. So yeah, you we are to, kind We need to of... make sure you're not an axe murderer and have a viable <laughs> business. <laughs> so, I'm not sure how I got in the door, but. Uh... <laughs> so we mostly work with people who are already up and running in business. Every once in a while we work with a startup, but mostly people who are at least 100K in business, have been working for two or three years, have several employees, that kind of thing. So okay. if, if that sounds like you, uh, we invite you to apply. Anything else you want to share? Because I could sit here and talk to you forever, but um, I don't want to get a uh, consulting bill here from you. (laughs) (laughs) I know you wouldn't, but this would be really expensive and way past my budget. Is there anything else you want to share before we, uh, we wrap this up? Just how much I enjoy working with Ron. So Ron and I get to do a lot of things together, and what a guy with so much heart. So much heart, and he brings... Um, he brings all of it to the table. He doesn't play half-assed. He brings all of it. So well, what an honor to thank be interviewed you. by you. Thank you. Thank you very much. And I didn't even do my Elvis impersonation. See, <laughs> see how I deal with compliments? I always throw in humor because I'm just not used to that. I guess. Anyway, so if you want to learn more, go to entrepreneursimplified.com and also... Um, the uh, what free train uh, free entrepreneur training free training for entrepreneurs wow free training for entrepreneurs dot com also if you want to get a number one Amazon bestseller playing big the unsexy truth and also in the description um, I'll put some links there to make it easier for you uh, if you know of somebody that's in business and, and needs a little uh, growth or they're maybe just feeling stagnant share this with them and uh, you know I hope that you share this with anybody that you know. Um, that you think will find this beneficial. So again, I I really want to thank you for your time. This is probably just one of the best interviews I've had because she gets interviewed all the time, but it's a rarity to, to have this uninterrupted time. And again, say thank you very much. And I hope you guys check all of the websites and get her book and, and stop playing small and do what her book title says. And that is playing big. You have been listening to the Passion Points Radio Show with Ron and Lisa Kern. For more information, download and share this broadcast. Or to contact us, please visit PassionPointsRadioShow.com.